It's almost the end of the summer. Summer flies by in Muskoka. Is it just me, or do you feel the same way? Summer flies by in cottage country. It does. Now that I'm out of school, it really seems to fly by because you're kind of in... Well, actually, no, I disagree with that. Now that I'm out of school, it seems to last longer. But when you're a kid and you're just like counting all down all the days of summer, it seems to go by way quicker than you think. I find a lot of things that you say very confusing. What do you mean? You just confuse me. I'm out of school. When you're in school... Summer seems shorter because you're having all this fun. And okay. Before you know it, school's starting up again. Okay. Oh, so you're disagreeing with me. You're saying the summer did not fly by here in God's country. I don't think so. We still got some time left. Not a lot. Not a whole lot. Hey, we got a good kickoff question today. Comes to us from TJ1912, who asks, how honest is too honest and how honest are you? Not very honest. Two-part question. Let's start with the first part. How honest is too honest? Let's have a serious discussion about honesty. I would say how honest is too honest. Given your opinion when it's not asked for. You know what I mean? Like people, oh, I'm just being honest. It's like, well, you didn't have to say that. If someone asks you something, then yeah, you can tell them. But you just saying, hey, I think your shirt sucks. Right. I'm just That's just hurtful. That's just hurtful. All right, so let's just concentrate then on if someone asks you something. Do these jeans make me look fat? Your answer is? You look great. You're lying. Yeah. Okay, so... You lie a lot. Is that what you're saying? You go about your day lying a lot. To certain people. To certain people. Especially if it's, hey, what are you, what are you doing later? And I don't want to hang out with them. I'll be, I got work to do. Really? It's, just, it's better than telling him I don't want to hang out with you at this moment. As you know, I turned 50 this year. And there's one thing that I have discovered in my 50th year is that as I'm getting older, I seem to care less about hurting people's feelings if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm becoming more honest as I get older. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to package it in a nice way. But if someone asks me, do these jeans make me look fat and they make you look fat? Yeah. I'm going to say it's not a flattering look for you. And it doesn't matter who's asking you that. No. Oh, so are you alluding to the whole wife thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. It, I, I, this is across the board. I'm becoming more honest with people and I'm trying to package it in a nice way. I think you, you don't say, yes, you look like a fat tubby in those pants. You can say something like, not a flattering look for you. They're not accentuating your best features. See, I'm being honest. I'm just packaging it in a different way. It, it's kind of a, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because, oh, you're lying. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't think so. We had this conversation in the office yesterday. If I'm in the office here and I have a giant booger in my nose that everybody can see. It is plain for everybody to see. I want somebody to be honest enough with me to come up to me and go, dude, you have a giant booger in your nose. You better clean that out. I don't be walking around with that all day. That's the kind of honesty that I am offering now. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's just, I don't want to hurt a person's feelings. And that's- But, yeah, but you're going to hurt my- Listen, my feelings are going to be hurt if I walk around all day with a booger in my nose. I would that, tell that hurts my feelings. That would- people didn't tell me this and I look like an idiot all day long. I would tell you in that circumstance. But if you ask me- do I look fat in these jeans? I'd be like, oh, I think you look good. Like, and then I walk around looking like a tubby tubster in the jeans all day. What? Why? That's not right. It's not as bad as a booger hanging out of your nose. Honesty is the best policy. It's one of my favorite sayings. And I'm getting more and more honest as I get older. Do you have to cough? <laughs> just cough. See? Just be honest. Just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, just be honest. honest with my, my 
coughs now. The Moose Choppings podcast is brought to you by the South Muskoka Hospital Foundation, raising funds to help South Muskoka Memorial Hospital provide exceptional health care. You can get more details at healthmuskoka.ca. You're listening to the Moose Droppings Podcast with Dave Newman. Mr. C, what's up with you? Not much. Enjoying this long, long summer. That's about it. Oh, whatever. So something very, very interesting happened to me a couple of days ago. And I know that when we talk about this, someone's going to be listening to this podcast and want to throw things at their speaker. I know they're going to be angry with me when we talk about this topic today. I know it. It's a fully loaded topic. It's the type of topic when you jump in, 50% of the people are going to be shaking their head going, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. You are 100% right. And then the other 50% are going to be like, you couldn't be more wrong. Why are you such a jerk? (laughs) But this happened to me the other day. Let me set up the story. My wife, we go through this every summer because as we started out at the beginning of this podcast, summers fly by in Muskoka for me, right? So every summer as a family, we have the best intentions to take the kids away somewhere, do something, go camping, do something. But every summer what happens is my wife looks at me mid-August and says, we haven't done anything yet. You haven't planned anything yet. We got to do something. So I said, you're absolutely right. Let's pack the kids, pack the camping gear and go to Kilbear Provincial Park, which is about an hour and 20 minutes um, north of Muskoka in around Georgian Bay. If you haven't been to Kilbear Provincial Park before, do yourself a favor and go. It is beautiful. But this is car camping, right? Everybody pulls into the Provincial Park. You unload your car, you set up your tent or your trailer, whatever it is you've got, and your neighbors are 10 feet away from you. You're separated by some bush, right? Mm -hmm. A couple trees, but essentially everybody's on this campground together. Okay. All all packed in. Yeah, right. So that's what we decide to do. We go. We've done done, uh, car camping in provincial parks a ton of times. And 99.9% of the time, it's great. Occasionally, you'll get a young group of kids who are partying and whooping it up, but park rangers shut that down pretty quickly. You can't get away with that stuff anymore in provincial parks, right? It's family friendly. We get on our campsite. Within about five minutes, the family who are directly behind us, we're only separated by about 10 feet. They have what I would call a colicky baby. (laughs) If anybody's been around a colicky baby, it's not just a baby that cries. It's a baby that almost sounds like they're in pain and they're crying a lot. I don't know that at this point yet. All I know is, oh, that's interesting. That baby not very happy. When I hear a baby that's crying, that's my thing. I say, oh, somebody's not happy, mm-hmm. right? 20 minutes goes by, starts up again. Another 25 minutes after that, starts up again. What kicks in is they have a toddler as well. This couple has a toddler. I'm guessing by the sound of the toddler, she must have been around six or seven, who I would say on the whiny scale is a a solid nine. (laughs) She's a solid nine. So they've got two kids now that are making a lot of noise. We've only been there for a couple hours. So I'm thinking to myself, surely this cannot go on for the two days that we're here. Well, it did. And it went on through the night and it went on at three in the morning and it went on at all hours. And I thought to myself, where's the line here? When you're in a provincial park, where is the line? If I'm rowdy and I'm having cocktails and I'm listening to music really loud, rangers are going to come along because I'm disturbing everybody around me. Rangers are going to come along and shut that down really quickly. And if I don't stop the noise, I'll get escorted out of the park. Where's the line with someone making just as much noise, but it's a baby or a child? Should they not be asked the same? 
please, if you can't keep it down, you're disturbing everybody around you. It's 3.30 in the morning, and your colicky baby is making a lot of noise and keeping everybody up. Where's the line? Should they not be asked to leave the provincial park? Before you answer that question, I did some research. A crying baby can get up to 140 decibels on the noise scale, right? Just to put that into perspective, a loud radio is 70 decibels. A chainsaw, 120 decibels. An airplane taking off, 140 decibels. I think it's the exact same thing. You think it's the same thing? I think it's the exact same thing. You think the baby needs to be removed from the provincial park? Absolutely. Why are you taking, I don't, this is going to sound mean, but why are you taking a baby with colic to a provincial campground? Bingo. In the first place. Why would you think that's a good idea for you? It's bad for you. Bingo. It's bad for everybody else. Bingo. This is what I'm saying. Because I want to get one thing clear here, because I know I've already angered some people. I am pro-baby, okay? I'm a parent. I have two kids. I had two babies. I know what it's like to have a baby. I know what it's like to have a colicky baby. My son was colicky for 11 months, one of the hardest things my wife and I ever went through. We were like the walking dead. We were so tired. This kid was awful. You held him, and he would stop crying. The moment you put him down, he would start wailing. So I've gone through this. I know this. But I think you've already touched on the point that I want to make here, and that is if you have a colicky baby, do you not have a responsibility as a parent to not take that baby into places that you know they will be disturbing everybody around you? It should be in your Restaurants. Mind. Yeah, it should be Provincial campgrounds. Now, I know what people are going to say. What about an airplane, Dave? Well, you don't have a choice. If you need to get to England for your aunt's funeral, you don't have a choice to take that baby on a plane. But you do have a choice to go out and eat in that restaurant. You do have a choice to go to a provincial park. And when you do make that choice and say, yes, we're going to take him to a restaurant or take her to a restaurant or a provincial park, you're knowingly taking that child into a situation that you know this child will unsettle everybody for as long as you are on the campground and they're on the campground. And that is irresponsible parenting. You're listening to the Moose Droppings Podcast with Dave Newman. You mentioned an airplane. Now, is this is an idea that's been floating in my head for years now. Is an airline just for parents with babies? Services for parents with babies. Right. They can deal with it. They've been dealing with it. They're dealing with it, too. But that way, it does not disturb anyone else. And it's, I'm not saying it'd be any more expensive. Just a service for parents of babies, or maybe just the babies, have some uh, nurses there to take but I, care so of them. But here's the thing, though, because I've already said that I'm pro-baby. I don't know whether you need that for all babies, because most babies are pretty well-behaved. Most babies will start crying when they're hungry, yeah. or they need their diaper changed. I'm talking about a quote-unquote difficult baby. The ones that even when you're cuddling them, you're, uh, you've given them food, you've changed their diaper, they're still, for whatever reason, reason they're still screaming their lungs out which is for me is like nails on a chalkboard but you saying you had a baby with colic if there was a service like the one i just suggested would you be interested would i go to a campground that's going to be filled with other colicky babies not not a campground specific. would i go to a restaurant that's going to be filled no, I'm focusing with colicky more on the, babies i'm focusing more i can't on think of anything worse i'm thinking more on the transportation side of things would that interest you would i want to would I want to be shut in a metal box at 30,000 feet with 50 other colicky babies? Hell no. How about if you weren't there and your baby was? What? I'm just going to strap my baby in. What are you talking about? I'm going to strap my baby in the seat? There's people there looking after him. It's, no. just, it's just a thought. See, I, I already said it earlier in the podcast. You confuse me sometimes. No, I'm not putting my baby on a, on a colicky baby airplane. Colic airline. Colic airlines. Yeah.
Wow. All right. So, you know, but here's the thing. I'm guilt ridden the whole time because I'm thinking I'm going to have to say something to the park rangers. This is insane. We're not getting any sleep. This baby is screaming his head off. And then this five and six year old is tantruming. The parents aren't doing anything about it, by the way. Their parenting technique was to not do anything. So when their kid was doing the tantrum, just let them cry it out. Great. At three in the morning. Awesome. Terrific. Thanks for that. Uh, I'm guilt ridden the whole time because I'm thinking, should I or should I not go to the ranger? What do you think I did? Well, since you've taken on this uh, new honesty, honesty thing, yeah, I think you went to the park range. I did not. So clearly I'm struggling. I'm not quite where I need to be with my honesty. I'm struggling. I did not. We powered through it for two days. But I got to tell you, if it happens to me again, I'm going to have to say something because I've never gone through anything like that in my life where you're stuck in an area where someone just, I think, is not being respectful to everybody else around you. We all go to campsites to get rest and relaxation. Those provincial parks amaze me because there's so many people in a small area. And as soon as the sun goes down, everybody's respectful about everybody else's noise level. It's very quiet. It's very quiet. Off in the distance, you can hear somebody gently strumming a guitar, which is nice. And you can hear fires crackling everywhere and you can see everyone around you. But it's really, really quiet. Everyone's super respectful in provincial parks when the sun goes down. But you put in a baby bomb in the middle of all of that and it changes the entire experience. Now, I did hear other people around me saying things to the family like, come on, are you kidding me? It did. Clearly, it didn't resonate. But if you're if you're those parents in that situation, what are you doing? Are you not doing that in the first place? You're not going to the campground in the first place? That's my point. That's my point. I'm sorry for your luck that you have a colicky baby, but don't go to the provincial park. But when you did have a baby with colic and you just had... Ha- I didn't take him. We didn't take him places. If, if, I, I, I actually feel embarrassed when I'm... When I am... When I think that I'm inconveniencing someone, whether it's me or one of my kids... I get embarrassed, so I want to I remove them from the situation. When my kids, we had issues, like I said, all kids will be kids, babies will be babies. When we were in a restaurant and the kids were throwing a tantrum, I would take my kid out of the restaurant. We'd go outside and figure it out. Yeah, don't just let them cry it out. That's my least favorite thing people say. But I know I'm going to get some comments on this, like, Dave, you're a jerk. How dare you? Yeah, we're not- how, how insensitive you for that poor couple with their colicky baby and their snotty little kid. But the baby, it's not like they're having fun. I sound like a grumpy old man. You know, in my 50th year, I'm beginning to sound like a grumpy old man, and I kind of like it, and I think I'm going to embrace it. I think you should. I think that's it for this particularly spicy episode of the Moose Droppings podcast. Uh, It is brought to you by the South Muskoka Hospital Foundation, raising funds to help South Muskoka Memorial Hospital provide exceptional health care. By the way, you can get more details on them at healthmuskoka.ca, and you can also email the show. Moose droppings at moosefm.com. You can let me know whether you think, Dave, you're a jerk, colicky babies, give them a break. Been there, done that.